Life gets hard when you get down. I'm just trying to figure my shit out. What's going on, guys? My name is Mark Anthony Joe, and this is Coffee with Mark. First of all, thank you, thank you, thank you. For those of you that are um, that are not joining for the first time, right? Those of you that are regular listeners, man, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys so much. Like, seriously, seriously. Those of you that share the show on your Instagram stories, man, I, I can't tell you how much that means to me. I try to respond to every single one of you guys um, just to let you know from me personally that I appreciate it more than you know. Um, and for those of you guys that are new, okay, if this is your first time listening, thank you. You know, I appreciate it. I appreciate you tuning in. I want you to know that, you know, really, I don't I don't benefit from from doing the show whatsoever. Um, it's not something that I do uh, to, I don't know, to gain popularity or recognition or definitely not to make any money because I don't make any money doing this. But um, it's something that I do because it, it, it is in line with my own personal mission in life. You know, I've gone through a number of things um, you know, I've gone through a number of things in life that have just led me to this place, this place where I feel um, all at once, you know, incredibly grateful, fortunate, um, and, 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 and also um, indebted. You know, I feel like I, oh, I feel, I feel so blessed, you know, and to the point where I'm almost undeserving, you know, of, uh, of the life that I have and of the lessons that I've learned, the perspective that I have. I feel so lucky to be where I am and, and, and to, to, to think and operate the way that I do. And it's, it, it's because of the experiences that I've had. And, and, and part of the, you know, the mission of the show is really just to share a lot of those lessons that I've learned, a lot of the perspective that I've gained, but also, you know, at bare minimum, every single episode, I really just hope to inspire some critical, productive thoughts. I just want you to ask some questions, maybe questions that you've never asked before, you know, sit and, and, and ruminate on, on the topic of discussion, you know, laugh a little bit, maybe, shoot, maybe, maybe even one day you'll be listening and, and a tear, you know, will come to your eye, but all of those things are good signs, they're signs that, that we're having the right discussions, you know, seriously, um, the show is called Coffee with Mark, really simply because, man, I freaking love coffee. Coffee is one of those simple things in life that just brings me, the amount of joy that it brings me is way out of proportion to, I don't know, the cost, you know, seriously, like it's a, it's just one of those little things. It, It really is. And then, you know, aside from a nice hot cup of coffee, man, there's, there's one thing that I love, that I love, that always, always, always lights a fire in me. And it's just a good conversation. It really is, man. And it feels like good conversations of substance are just getting harder and harder and harder to come by these days. And so you know what? I have committed, you know, to coming here in this setting and really just bringing some some topics to the table that I feel like maybe we should be talking about. You know, there are things that I don't really even care if you all agree with me on all of these things. In fact, that's okay. I'm going into it knowing that you're going to disagree with me sometimes. But you know what? That's another thing that I would like to contribute um, to the to the solution, right? That's a problem that I would like to contribute to the solution to, right? And the problem is that in today's society, it seems like we're incapable of having civil discussions with people that feel differently than we do about you know certain topics. 
and it's just crazy. You know, it's just crazy. So, um, so right, wrong, or indifferent, I want to I want to have some of those discussions that we need to be having. I want to share some of the lessons that I've learned over the years. I want to I want to share some of the perspective that I've gained. And even if you disagree with me, hey, let's talk about it. You know, let's talk about it. And uh, and it's cool, man. You know, I find that when you're in some, when you're in really good engaging discussions of substance, right? Even if you disagree with me, it's going to force you to really, really, really assess, you know, why you feel the way that you do. Um, and you know what? That's a huge step in the right direction because, you know, lately it just seems like everybody is just operating exclusively from a place of emotion, you know, not really thinking through why they feel the way that they do, why they believe the things that they believe. Do you believe the things that you believe? Or were you just taught those things and you never you never took a second to question it? You know, like those are some of the things that honestly, I mean, these are some of the ruminations that I that I had when I was in prison. You know, when I was in prison, I sat in prison for five and a half years. And uh, and I definitely was not thoughtful and 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 contemplative and productive and well behaved the whole time. In fact, um, I was I was misbehaved and counterproductive for a majority of the five and a half years. But luckily, you know, at that that last third of it, all right, for some way, you know, for some reason, I just pulled my head right out of my ass and uh, <laughs> and uh, you know decided to, to 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 give this thing, you know, called life a fair shake. You know, I decided to give it a shot and, uh, and you know, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still showing up, you know, I'm still showing up. Things have worked out pretty well. Um, you know, I came home from, from prison when I was 25 years old and I had, I had absolutely nothing, like literally nothing. Okay. When I say that, I, I always try to emphasize that point because most people, most people, all right, they have no idea what it's like to actually have nothing. Like, you can't think of a time in your entire life when you actually had nothing. Like, I'm talking, I didn't have any clothes, I didn't have any shoes, I didn't even have socks and underwear. I didn't have, you know, means of transportation, I had no place to live, I had no college education, I had, I had nothing, okay? Like, nothing, no money, and, um, and I came home at 25, and I literally had to start over from scratch. And, and here I am today, you know, and I've done a couple things. I've built a few successful businesses. I have worked my way up through a very, very um, fast growing and, and, and well-known and successful company to the point where I was the top, one of the highest paid people in the company, recently resigned from that company to build another business. And, uh, and you know, so, so, so needless to say, I've done a few things. And, um, you know, and the journey has just been incredible, man. It's just, it, it really has, it's been incredible. But anyway, I, I, I don't even know where I'm going with, with all this. The, I came on here really just to, uh, just to share with you guys a few things from today. So, so today was a really good day. Grace and I, uh, Grace is my, is my girlfriend of a couple years now. And Grace and I, we, uh, you know, we really, really have been on, on a kick lately and you know I, I hate to even describe it like that but I I feel like for so long we were your typical 
American consumers. You know, we just think about what we want and wherever we could find it the fastest, um, the nicest, or the cheapest, that's where we would buy it. You know, and um, and lately, you know, for whatever reason, we've been really trying to be a lot more intentional about where we spend our money. And I think as consumers, a lot of times, we really take for granted the power that we have. You know, I, I think that one, and oh man, some people are gonna kill me for this, but I think that voting is overrated. You know, um, I'm not really, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I also, I have a healthy amount of skepticism in the, in the accuracy <laughs> of ballot counting, okay? Uh, but I think that voting is overrated. I really do. Because you know what? When we, ah, man, geez, now I'm putting my foot in my mouth. Because I was just about to say that as long as I've been alive, you know, it really doesn't matter who becomes president. Like, it doesn't really affect you at home that much, you know, like one president's term. But this current president's term has certainly affected us at home. <laughs> like, things, things are so different. <laughs> so different than they were two years ago. Um, not least of which, gas prices are so different. Um, the price of milk, the price of beef, the price of chicken, things are so different um, at home right now. So uh, maybe voting isn't overrated, but, but where I was going with this is that voting is kind of overrated, but where you spend your money is underrated. It really is, man. It really is. You can... You can influence a lot of change. You, 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 can, you really can um, with, with mindfully spending your dollars. These companies these days, they're, they're not just showing up to do business. They're showing up to influence culture. Okay, let me, let, me re let me repeat that, okay? Companies these days, these big companies, big companies, okay? Not, not necessarily little companies, but big companies, they show up not just to do business, but to influence culture, to influence the way that we interact with each other, to, to literally shape society and the direction that things go in. And I feel like when we mindlessly spend our money with these big companies that undoubtedly most of the time have the best product at the cheapest price and can get it to you the fastest, okay, that's what we're looking for, right? Cheap, best, fast, okay? But when we mindlessly spend our money with these big companies just because there's there's a little bit, there's a little bit more convenience, you know, what we are actually doing is we're supporting whatever agenda that those companies also support. Okay? And I, and I'm going to man, you know, I, I firmly believe in the concept that you never make yourself look good by making somebody else look bad, okay? So what I'm about to say here is not to bash any one group or even a company, but I'm just, I have to, I have to give you guys an example, okay? So there's a company, there's a company that is an athletic wear company, and I love their products, okay? <laughs> For real, okay? If you've been following me for any length of time, then you will remember when I publicly said, hey, I'm not, I'm not supporting this company anymore. I won't be buying their products anymore, okay? And I love this company, okay? But lit literally 80% of my wardrobe, whether it was my gym 
you know, the, my gym clothes, the stuff that I wear to work out in, um, my socks, my underwear, even my work clothes, okay, was all bought from this company, all right? And then, uh, and I have a friend who was a store manager. She managed a retail location for this company, and she, she had recently quit. She was in town visiting. We went to dinner, um, and we were just sitting there talking, and, and I'm like, man, why did you, why did you quit? You know, like, I love this company. That discount you get is amazing. Um, you know, there's good, there's a good, they're a good company. They got a strong culture. You know, what was going on? And she told me this story about, um, you know, she told me this story anyway about how she was in her store and there was like some people from the corporate office that were also around kind of auditing the way that the store operates, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and when a group of young women walked in, you know, my friend said to him, hey, ladies, how's it going? You know, good afternoon. You know, if there's anything I can help you with, let me know. Um, and my friend ended up getting uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Reprimanded? I think that's the word I'm looking for. Anyway, she got a talking to, okay? Uh, the, the the superior from the corporate office overheard her say, hey, ladies, how's it going? And she was she was talked to about how it's it's not it's not right to assume that they identify as ladies. And instead, she's supposed to withhold or um, she's just supposed to forego right the the pronoun altogether I think that's the the verb or the word I'm looking for pronoun if it's not you guys know what I mean okay she was supposed to forego the ladies altogether and just say hey how's it going okay and 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 that might not seem like a really big deal um, but then uh, a few weeks later uh, her store, she was put in charge of, of implementing this training, right, for her store. And the way that this training went was, like, there was apparently um, several, like, if you can picture, okay, like a, a piece of paper with a circle on it, and then a circle outside of that circle, and then a circle outside of that circle, and then a circle outside of that circle, and so on and so forth. So you have, like, this, uh, these, these, a series of circles that are bigger than the previous one, okay? Circles around circles around circles. And uh, the, the outermost circle was fit, healthy, white male. And then the circle inside of that was fit, healthy, white female. And then, the, you know, each circle going in and in and in towards the middle um, was just another category of individual all the way to, to the middle. The middle would have been like let's say a minority homosexual um, female, okay? And the purpose of this training exercise was to have each individual who was doing it, so in this case, my friend is a fit, healthy, white female. She had to identify where on this chart she was and basically identify that the bigger your circle was, the greater your privilege was. Okay, and so she had the second greatest because fit, healthy, white male was first and then fit, healthy, white female was second. So she was the second biggest, second largest amount of white privilege and she had to acknowledge it and then go through a training about how she needs to operate uh, 
to base in a in a sense to basically be apologetic for the fact that she was born fit or she was born white, a white female, right? And and she chose she chose through her actions every day to be fit and healthy. That wasn't a that wasn't a predisposition. She she chose that, okay? And when I found out about both of these incidents about being reprimanded for greeting three young ladies um, walking into the store by saying, hey, ladies, how's it going? And then being forced to do this training and, and, and really, you know, sort of apologize, if you will, for being born white and in America. You know, I, I, I realized at that time, in that moment, you know, in this conversation, I realized that, man, by me continuing to spend money with this company, and I spent a lot of money with this company, but, but my money, you know, I'm not, I'm not naive enough to, you know, to think that my money alone was significant. Um, but I also understand that every dollar matters, for real. And, and you know what? I can't control how or where anybody else spends their money. But you know what? I can control where I spend my money, okay? And so what I realized in that conversation was that by continuing to spend my money with this company, I was not, I was not only supporting the company and the clothing that I like to wear. I was supporting this cultural agenda that this company was also pushing onto its employees and within the culture of its of its customer base, okay? That's what I was supporting. And so my decision to stop doing business with that company had nothing to do with the products. And some people might say, man, Mark, you're thinking, th you're thinking too deep into it. You know, if they make a good t-shirt, buy the fucking t-shirt. But, but you know what? I would say that there's too many companies out there that make good t-shirts for me to spend money with a company who is pushing a cultural agenda with my dollars that I don't agree with. Right? There's too many, even if they make the best t-shirt, there's somebody out there that makes a pretty damn good one. Right? There's somebody. Okay? I'm not saying that everybody's on the same level because that's not true. Okay? But I guarantee you I could find at least one company that's comparable. And when I do, I can I can assess. I can assess, man, hey, what's this company all about? And understand that, man, if I choose to switch from this company to that company, I am now supporting not only this company's success but I'm also supporting this company's cultural, social, political agenda, okay, for real. It's sad to say, but every, every big company like that now is politically and socially active, every big company. And so I think it is important. And when I, when I said, hey, voting's underrated, that's not to say don't, don't vote, vote, go vote. I can't vote, I'm a convicted felon. All right, so you know what? I vote with my dollars, I vote with my dollars. And anyway, that's when it comes to big companies. When it comes to big companies, I think it really is important that we do look at the company itself. We do look at um, how they treat their employees, um, where they source their materials, where they manufacture their products, um, you know, what is their culture about. Um, I think it's important that you look at those things because just like I said a minute ago, there's so many options out there these days. Any product that you're buying, any service that you buy, you can get it from a hundred different places. So why not spend your dollars with a company who's aligned with your morals, your values, your beliefs, right? But, but 
where I started with this was saying that Grace and I have been, you know, really on this kick where we're trying to be a lot more mindful of how we spend our money. And we're really trying to prioritize spending our money with locally owned small businesses. And recently, um, just recently, like, like yesterday or the day before, I actually saw um, that there's a new debit card coming out or a credit card. I'm not sure one of the two. I saw it on Instagram. Um, and I'll have to circle back and give you guys the name of it. But I do know that it's not actually out yet. Like you can, you can sign up for the like the pre-release of this card, um, but it's not actually out yet. But anyway, there's this credit card or debit card company that is that is coming out that will give you cash back on any purchases of products that are American-made products. And I thought that that was a really cool idea. And one, one other thing that was on my mind today is, uh, oh, and also we stopped at a local book, bookstore. I'm the worst, man. Bookstores might be worse than shoe stores for me, to be honest. Like, I think that might be the, like, the worst store for me to go in. And by worst, all I mean is, like, there are certain stores that I, I go, if I go in there, it's very difficult for me to not to buy something. Um... And a bookstore is up there. If I go in Barnes and Nobles, I'm buying. A, if I go in any bookstore, I'm buying a book for sure. And I have so many books here in my library that I haven't even read yet. But I ended up buying four books today that I did not need. But I'm like, you know what? I, I'm going to read them someday. So, um, but anyway, the other thing that I wanted to come on here and talk about was, uh, you know, I'm. I made a post, and in, in fact, I made the post a while ago, but I pinned this post to the top of my Instagram profile, and, and really the, the post is, what it amounts to is like, hey, we're not special. It's a post of me and my brother, um, and I just basically say, hey, I'm not special. You know, I, I, I don't like um, talking about my story too often on social media because I don't necessarily want to be known as the guy that like, uh, he's doing pretty well in life for a guy that went to prison. Like I don't want I don't want that to be the what's told about me. I would like people to just think of me as like, man, he's a great dude. You know, he's impacted a lot of lives. He's done a lot of good in the world. Like he's a he's a he he's a successful guy. I want it I want it to be like when you find out that I spent five and a half years in prison, that you are just surprised. Not like, oh man, you know, well, I don't know. Like, I feel like, I feel like I don't want to be known as the guy that went to prison and, and got his life together. I want to be known as just a guy that has just been an extremely positive influence in my life. And holy fuck, man, he went to prison. I didn't even know that. Like, that's kind of how I want, I want the whole process to be. And so on Instagram, I don't talk about it that much, but I did pin a post that, ref that talks about, you know, having spent time in prison to the top of my profile and essentially, you know, it just amounts to, hey, we're, I'm not special. We're not special. We just decided to make something of our lives and you can too. And whenever I put out messages like that, I have, I, I always have one or two people that get so fucking snotty um, and almost invariably it is, dude, it's so crazy, but almost invariably it's like these super liberal white people. Like seriously, like once in a while, it is a minority. It is a, you know, a younger black person or something. But most of the time, it is these super liberal white people 
that like to validate the the the, the victimhood of minority demographics, you know, and it's so incredibly infuriating, you know, it really is. But but people will always say, oh, you're not special, you you know. Um, the, the guy basically, he was so aggressive, you know, he was so aggressive saying like, man, you know, the only reason you're successful is because Western society seems to have an infatuation with, with convicted felons and blah, blah, blah. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Okay. I cannot stand, like, if you want to drive me nuts, if you really want to set me off, okay, try coming at me with this, like, victim mentality bullshit that validates the fact that certain people have certain disadvantages and that's why they can't make anything of themselves in life. Listen, I am not going to invalidate the fact that there are many groups uh, of people who certainly start life at a disadvantage. I mean, for I mean, it is certain. If you disagree with me on that, you're fucking wrong. That's it. I don't really care. Okay. There are groups of people in this country that have, um, you know, hardships that they deal with that nobody else has to deal with. You know, they have um, disadvantages fiscally uh, from an education standpoint. Um, they have higher rates of single parent households. Um, they have language barriers. I mean, there's, there is certainly minority demographics in this country that have a harder time and that start life at a disadvantage. Um, there just is, there just is. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to invalidate that, but so the fuck what? So the fuck what? Like that, that's, that's literally the attitude that you have to have. Like, so what? Like, what are you going to do about it? That, that, that's all that matters. You sitting around crying on your soapbox about the fact that you were born at a, at a disadvantage. So was I. So was I. Okay, I was born to two drug-addicted parents. Okay, my, my father was never in my life. I have no relationship with my biological father. My mother was addicted to drugs and alcohol my entire life, in and out of prison, rehab, jail. I was in and out of foster homes, okay? If that's not a disadvantage, I don't know what the fuck is. I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for that, okay? But you know what? The one, the one saving grace that I had, like the, the, the biggest thing that I think saved me was that I exposed myself to some people who lived differently than I did, all right? Seriously, this is something that... Um, this is something that I feel really strongly about. Like, like, like let's just take the African-American population, for example. Like, I honestly do feel really, really strongly about helping that group specifically because, man, you know, you got to think. Like, I know that if you're not a part of that community, like, especially, like, I'm talking, like, urban, the urban black community, okay? Um, if you're not a part of that community and if you've never, like, been in it. Okay, it's really, really easy for you to look from the outside 
um, and just like criticize it. You know, man, what the fuck is wrong with those people? Why the fuck do they live the way that they live? Why do they treat them treat each other the way that they treat each other? You know, like there's, um, I mean, there's a lot to criticize for sure. But what I was thinking about one time when I was in prison, because I, I mean, guys, I, I'm telling you, like I, like this group, it, 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 it pains me to see them stuck in this cultural cycle and this cultural trap that they, you know, seem to seem to be stuck in. But um, I was thinking about it one time because I was just angry about it. And what I realized is 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 that like you when I was in prison, this is the thought that I was having is like, man, imagine if a baby was born in prison. And they were raised here in prison. They, they never left the prison. Um, like when it came of age, when it, when it came to be 21, 22 years old, like it literally would not know anything other than, you know, the, the moral and ethical code that we live by here in prison. Okay. Like it, 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 its values would be the values of criminals, not the values of the American society. And, and that's, that's basically the, the predicament of black people in this country, for real. Like, not all black people, but you guys know, okay? The inner city, lower income, urban black neighborhoods, um, that's the predicament, is that they're born in an environment that most of them never leave. They grow up in that environment, and that val and the values in in the environment that they grow up in are literally incompatible with the values of the society surrounding it. Like, think about that. Okay, think about that. It's those people; their whole life are taught to value certain things. Um, they're they're taught a very very rigorously reinforced moral and ethical code that they need to live by and it's not the same moral and ethical code that society adheres to and so now you have these grown adults that um you know that, that they just don't know any other way of living and we look at we not we i say we white america looks at them <laughs> looks at them and says, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? But they've never been exposed to another way of living. Like, never. Never, ever, ever. They, and, and they'll go in and out of prison. I saw this with my own eyes. I was in it. This is, this is when these thoughts happen. And I'm like, man, you'll go in and out of prison. And they just literally, it, it doesn't even occur to them that there's another way to live. Like it doesn't even occur to them because in prison, those the moral and ethical code that's in prison is very similar to the one that they're used to operating in. Isn't that crazy? So so things kind of normalize while they're in prison. Then they go home. They go back to the same environment that they that they came from, and and they know how to operate inside of that environment. But the problem is those morals, those the moral and ethical code in that environment is not compatible with society's moral and ethical code. And so they end up right back in prison. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy to think about, right? And so I'm sensitive 
to the fact that you know certain populations like you know they they do they have they have a disadvantage and, I, and and I would like to think that I have some ideas um, about how to help but but even still even still the the problem is that they are violently opposed to accepting personal accountability like personal responsibility that's that's where the problem is and i'm not saying i'm not generalizing and saying those whole like those whole groups of people i'm saying these people that attack me on the internet and say oh yes you are special you know you you, you blah 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 you're just trying to you're just trying to kiss white people's ass no i'm not no i'm not these people those people are and they're like oh you know society owes us reparations no they don't no, they don't. Look around. These white, have these white people here done anything wrong to you? No. They've never done anything wrong to me. They haven't. Uh, you know, they'll talk about slavery. Motherfucker, do you know a slave? Do you know a single slave? If you don't know a single slave, stop talking about slavery. Stop talking about it. Okay, I get it. But you can't make, you can't, you can't live waiting for these people that live here today around you to, 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 to somehow pay you reparations for what happened to your great ancestors. You can't, that, that's no way to live. The only, the only way you get anything in this life is by earning it. That's it. That's it. You got to apply yourself. You got to show up and work every day. You've got to let that go. And that, that's kind of like, that's my message to these people. And they hate it. They hate it. They attack me for that. You know, and I just, I, I can't, I can't wrap my mind around it. it. It really does bother me. And it doesn't bother me because they're, you know, because they're somewhat attacking me. That's not why it bothers me. It bothers me because by arguing with me and trying to justify the fact that I'm special and that that's why I was able to change my life. That's why I was able to to make something of myself, to, to, to find what quote unquote success as most people would define it, Right. They, they try to justify my success with, with some extraordinary characteristics that I've got, you know, and, and, and the reason why it bothers me is because they're only perpetuating that vi victim mentality that is going to keep them where they're at for the rest of their lives. It's really, really, it's really upsetting. It's really upsetting. It's really sad. Um, and, you know, I mean, just since I'm on the topic, like what I actually think is the solution to you know changing people's mindset when they're in that mindset um or even like even just changing people's deeply held convictions and beliefs you can't it's almost like a racist like you can't you can't convince somebody who's who was indoctrinated into racism. Like, let's say you were grown up in a household, you know, and, and, and your whole family is racist, okay? And you grow up and you're just, you, you, that's what you're taught, you know, your whole life. You can't, like, you can't change that person's mind with a logical argument, all right? The only, and, and I dealt with, dude, guys, I did this, okay? This is how I'm convicted in, in, in this, in what I'm about to say, okay, I, I firmly believe this is a solution, okay, so I grew, when, when I was in middle school and high school, Matt and I, we went to this school where uh, him, 
uh, my little brother and myself, we were the only, we weren't just the only black people in our school. We were the only black kids in our whole school district. Okay, think about that. K through 12, Mark, Matt, and Brett were the only black people. Okay, so as you might assume, you know, there were some racist kids there. Um, they'd never even seen black people before other than on TV. That's the only idea of a black person that they even ever had, okay? And what their parents and everybody in, in television, mass media told them, okay? And so they were, they were racist. They really were. And I don't know how this occurred to me or how I figured this out, but what I realized is that you can't argue with a kid that was racist. The only thing that you could do was show up and and just be fucking normal like just be normal around them like just just be yourself okay and i know that that's like oversimplifying it right there you know there, there's definitely some intentional effort that went into this right and obviously restricting yourself steering steering clear but what happened is over time as those same kids began to realize as matt and i would just show up and ignore them and you know, play sports and, you know, chase girls and, and skip class and do all the same things that they would do. Okay, you know what they realized after after a little while? It's like, man, Mark and Matt are, are just like are just like fucking we are. Man, they like girls. They like to chase girls. They like to skip class. They like to play football and basketball. They like to play sports. Fuck, man. Those dudes are all right. Okay, that's what happened. That's what happened. Is, is, is we had to show them the only way, and this is going to sound crazy, but what I realized back then was the only way to, to, to change that person's deeply held beliefs and what they were taught their whole life, the only way to change that racist kid's mind about black people was to befriend them. That was it. That was the only way to do it. You couldn't fucking explain it. You couldn't argue you couldn't argue him off of his position. The only way was to befriend him. And when you befriended him, he realized, man, you were just like he was. You're just like he was. You just had different color skin. You know, and I think that with with those people that live in that victim mentality, it's very similar, it's a very similar solution. You know, you gotta you gotta befriend them. You gotta bring those people with you. You gotta pick those people up. Sometimes you gotta carry people. Life's not fair. It's not fair. That's the truth. That's the truth. It's not fair. Some people are born at a disadvantage, but but whether you were or you weren't, when you break free, when you break free, we start to catch your stride in life, okay? Bring some fucking people with you because it's not just minorities. It's not just black people. It's not just, you know, gay people or straight people. It's not, it, there's no one specific group of people that struggle with that victim mentality, with that... Um, you know, with, with, with they, they have no faith in themselves. They don't think that they're capable. They think being successful and living a great life is for somebody else. Look around. Fucking everybody thinks that. Everybody, everybody is, is suffering. Everybody's in this victim mentality. I don't care what skin color they have, what their sexual orientation is. I don't care. So as soon as, if you're one of those people that you've caught your stride, you fucking know it. You fucking know it. You know you operate different differently than everybody else does. That's how I feel. I know I do. It's not, it's not, you know, that's not, it's not ego, right? And that's, and that's why it's so important to look around and bring as many people with you as you can. That's why you have to keep on shouting to the rooftops. 
Hey, I'm not fucking special. You could do this too. And and you know what? I'm going to keep on making those posts. I don't care how many of you motherfuckers on Instagram try to tell me, oh, yes, you are special. No, the fuck I'm not. Okay. What one man, what can be done by, by, by anyone, if it can be done by anyone, it can be done by you. Okay. If it can be done by anyone, then it can be done by you too. All right. And I believe, I believe that with my whole heart. All right. So. Anyway, I know I just rambled for a little while. I don't even know if I'm going to publish this episode. I probably will because I don't really care. All right. If you guys really show up just to, you know, just for a good conversation, then hopefully you enjoyed it. You know, if you had too high of expectations, (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't come with notes or anything. All right. I just had some things I wanted to kind of get off my chest. But I love you guys as always. I appreciate you. And uh, I'll talk to you again soon.